I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Live from downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7 The Game. 1.4 on the clock. Ball flipped away by Tyus Jones. Ball game's over. The series is over. And for the first time in three years, the Golden State Warriors are going back to the Western Conference Finals. Final score, Warriors 110, Memphis 96. Golden State wins the series four games to two. Here we go. Wow. I'm sure I speak for a lot of you out there in Dub Nation that this wasn't easy. <laughs> it is Shamari Block alongside Dan Devone as the Golden State Warriors survive in advance. They will move on, as Tim Roy just stated, to the Western Conference Finals for the sixth time in the last eight years. Absolutely remarkable. It's just a remarkable feat on so many different levels, which we will get into. Shamari, as they await the winner, of course, of Dallas and Phoenix will play a game seven tomorrow. Things will get underway on Wednesday. All the action can be heard once again. You know the drill on 95-7 the game. Any thoughts not only on what happened yesterday, but just in the series in general? Oh, so here's so <laughs> I want I want to accentuate the positive. So I'm not gonna talk about the turnovers. We will not say turnovers on this show today. Oh, man. oh whoa, 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 We whoa. will not. It's oh whoa. Hell yes, we are. Well, but, but you, you can't look the gift course in the mouth, man. What okay? gift horse? We'll, we'll it, bask in the glow for a couple of minutes, but we, you, you the can't. Dubs, you Western can't Conference win, Finals. You can't win digging yourself in a hole like that as you go forward. But, that, but I you, will. You can't because they're going to the Western Conference Finals. I will. <laughs> I will rejoice with you for about ten minutes, and then we're going to take the gloves off. Oh, keep the glo- keep the gloves on. They're not <laughs> gloves, Dan. They're oven mitts, man. Okay, because the Warriors are so hot right now, you can't touch them. They're so hot right now. I mean, li- listen. They they lost. I mean, they didn't lose that game. If you look at the, if no, you look at the not. stats, they didn't. They won enough aspects of the game to to win the game, right? Um, but <laughs> they turned the ball over. <laughs> they turned the ball over almost as many times as they got assists, which means that their passing was just as effective for the Memphis Grizzlies as it was for them. That said, that said, let, let, let's talk about something that they did well, okay? 70 rebounds to 44. Amazing. With Amazing. Steven Adams, with Jaron Jackson Jr., with, with with three or four six foot eight, six foot seven dudes against Draymond Green, Kavon Looney. By the way, by the way, Bay Area Dub Nation, if you're listening, today, today, in honor of my man Brian in particular, we're going to call today... Kavon Looney Appreciation Day, okay? Because Kavon Looney. It's been a long time coming. In, in, he was inserted into the starting lineup 
to everybody's dismay. Why don't we start there? Okay, let, let, let's do that. Let's do that. So, what about him starting? Because I felt as though going into this, the last couple of games, it made no sense to me that Jonathan Kaminga, and you know I'm a big Jonathan Kaminga guy, and yeah, I want wait, to get into J.K. Hold on. You, wait, Dan DeVoe. <laughs> wait, hold on. We're going to get back. You're telling me. You were telling me that you were like, oh, why are they starting? You, of all people, were like, it doesn't make sense if they're starting Jonathan Kaminga. Okay, well, maybe because I was under the assumption that he got the start to watch Ja Morant. And I thought that was what Steve Kerr was doing. You looked down his bench and said, no, GP2. Who's the next best available athlete that can sort of set the tone early on? Give me Jonathan Kaminga. Go watch this kid. Now, Steve Kerr's not there. Jonathan Kaminga is starting and John Morant, as we all know, after game three is gone, yet J.K. is still getting the start. So it made no sense as to what, what the thinking was by Mike Brown in starting Jonathan Kaminga instead of Kevon Looney. Now, again, now, I, now, I, was, I was thinking the same thing, but I was more Jordan Poole starting because Kaminga didn't make sense to me. But I'm just I, I, I find it I find it interesting we'll say that you were like why are they starting Kaminga because that, no, I said that man. from Jump yeah. Street I said that from the minute he started and there was no John Moran I'm like okay this is peculiar what's the thinking here well I would love to pick Mike Brown's brain and tell him exactly what it is that he was thinking when he went with Jonathan Kaminga instead of Kevon Looney and or because a lot of this is now 2020 hindsight they were all about Kevon Looney but I certainly had Kevon Looney in the mix because of the height and the strength and obviously, the series. Here's what happened: is that the series shifted after John Morant left, and it became an entirely different series altogether. Right? Yeah. Draymond yeah. said as much. It was an entirely different Memphis team. Yet the Warriors were slow to the party. The Warriors were still playing this thing as though Ja was still on that floor, and it was about him. Meanwhile, here was Memphis said, "Let's scratch that." Stephen Adams. Hey, Kiwi, get off the bench and just bang the hell out of these boys. Wait, wait, wait. By, by Jaron the, Jackson, go By nuts. the way, last time I saw you, I was talking about how they're going to bring Steven Adams oh, into the starting yes, you lineup. Did. And, and I disagree with you. And it was going to be problematic. You said and they would like, go big. Yeah, and, and, they, and then you were like, he'll get run off the you're court. Right. You're right. You're right. Mayor here. You are spot on. <laughs> Shamari, when this, when John Morant went down, I said, well, what is it that Memphis is going to do now? And you said they're going to go big. They're going to go big. And I said, that's not a good idea. With Steven Jackson, they'll get abused. That's exactly what they did. And they almost stole the series because of that. Ooh, and yeah. I think the Warriors were slow encountering the bigs and slow in getting Kevon Looney into that lineup. But listen, we don't Again, want, we don't no, want to start no. with negativity here. Wait, wait ne negativity about me being Black Shadamans? I think that's positive. <laughs> like, wait, wait, when I make a call and then Dan Devone disagrees, that's a positive thing. When, when, it comes out, when it comes out to be true. By the way, the, the Xfinity Mobile text line, the Warriors will not beat Dallas or Phoenix with the number of turnovers they have. Oh, we're going to get to the turnovers. We'll get to that. Let's work in some calls here. 888-957-9570. We'll start things out. When you say Union City, you think one guy, and that's the coach, Coach Duran, kicks us off on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Coach, what's up, my man? Hey, hey Shamari, Dan, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, brother. Hey. <laughs> Uh, it's been fantastic and awesome. Dubs back in the Western Conference Finals. We're going to go out and take advantage. Either Phoenix or Dallas, come get some. It's on. Uh, game one prediction, I think Warriors can take them. Yeah, it's going to be brilliant. Dub Nation, 
let the electricity flow, baby. Yeah. Good job, Coach Duran. Oh, thanks yeah. so much for kicking this thing off. Well, and, I'm and, not exactly and, sure. And, and thanks for not dropping that gold-blooded uh, slogan there. I'm not sure who he said game one was going to be against. He, I, said, he said either way. He said matter, it's going to huh? be electric. I, I, I'm hoping for a Dallas series, by the way, not because I think that Dallas is a pushover. I just want the first two games to be home games because, you know, it'll yeah. be a little bit better. Uh, D- Dallas, if they get there, I'd rather play Phoenix. If you're, if you're from – Dub Nation, I'm just telling you, Dallas is a lot like Memphis, man. They're scary. They're younger, and Luka's in a groove. And with Bullock and Brunson and these boys, you know what Phoenix is. You know what you're getting with Phoenix. There are no surprises here. But teams that start to catch, you know, begin to catch their momentum and catch a little win this time of the year and start sprinting towards the finish line that you didn't see coming. Just Did you see the Kentucky Derby? <laughs> The, the teams rich, like this, rich, man, strike. be very afraid of that team wait, wait, on the so inside you're rail. You're saying the Dallas Mavericks are rich strike. I'm just saying, watch out. If you've got the rail and you're heading to the stretch and everybody's picking a favorite, yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix, it's the Warriors and Phoenix, and here comes Dallas with no respect, you get to the Western Conference Finals for a reason. And if you oust Phoenix, I'm saying, man, do not watch out what you wish for if you want the Dallas Mavericks. Let's get the Glorious hanging out in San Francisco. Wants to talk about Game Six. Gloria, so good to hear from you this afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for taking my call. I just wanted to take a couple of minutes out just to um, say that as opposed to uh, keying in so much on what the Warriors did wrong, I really want to say just how good the coaching staff of Memphis is, just how good that the scouting reports on the Warriors was for Memphis and how they formulated a game plan. And this was one of the worst matchups that the Warriors could have uh, encountered. And I thought, although the Warriors are known for their turnovers, I thought uh, Memphis scouting reports, they were playing the passing lanes. So as opposed to it looking like lazy passes, some were, don't get me wrong, but a lot of them was created by the tenacious defense that Memphis was putting on those boys. Memphis put a beat down with the body. They're physical, and it wore the Warriors down. The Warriors had to dig deep to win this game. I tell you, I was relieved. I didn't want to watch this game, this game six. I had enough of Memphis. And I really think that the two opponents left, either Phoenix or Dallas, although they can play physical, I think Memphis is the most physical. And if the Warriors could just play their brand of ball, focus, rebound, they will overcome a lot of their deficiencies. And, of course, they have to hit their shots. Thank you, gentlemen. I'll take your response off the air. Well, you know it's going to be a good day when you get Gloria coming strong like that. Gloria, <laughs> Gloria, we want Moria, Moria. That was solid, very solid, and I could not agree with her more. I think that Memphis was the most difficult task they will see going forward. Better than Dallas, better than Phoenix, maybe in that if they get to the Celtics. See, I, I was, I was, I was going to say the Celtics and the and the uh, and the Bucks. They rep- I say this and watch Miami make it to the finals. But the Celtics and the Bucks, most um, underrated number one seed ever. Yeah, right. But but it's one. It 
they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. So it's one thing if they were the most, uh, and they were they were they were book, uh, out of there, but they, they they're they're in the finals. They're in the Eastern Conference Finals. But before the Celtics and the Bucks figure their thing out, man. Um, but no, I I think the Bucks and the Celtics, if the Warriors win it all. I would say Bucks and or Celtics, whoever they play in the finals, the, the biggest task, Memphis number two, and then whoever they play next round, that's number three. It's going to be number three. Um, I don't think that, and it's not the, uh, it's not the physicality per se. It's the length and the athleticism. The Celtics have that type of length and athleticism. The Bucks have Giannis. Okay. Um, the 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 Suns and even the, the the Mavs to a certain degree they don't have that type of they don't have really any of those athletes. Luca is the anti athlete. He he does everything he does despite the fact that you know he's moving at a snail's pace, but somehow no one can stop him. I think Memphis. Not only are they physical, they got that grit, they got attitude. They don't make anything easy, and I think they induced what we saw at least deemed as being mistakes and or turnovers that were created by, by that of the Golden State War. Self, self-inflicted wounds is what, I, what I'm looking at here when, I'm, when you're talking about the turnovers because they were rushing things. A lot of those leads and those leak-out passes where they're trying to go the length of the court and throwing a football yeah, pass, yeah. a touchdown pass to Draymond, a touchdown pass to, to Steph who's leaking out and the ball gets overthrown. I think a lot of that, was because they're looking to get easy buckets. The last thing they wanted to do at times throughout the series was set up and get into a half court against Memphis because they know that they got to work their tail off because that team will overplay passing lanes. If you cross over and beat Dylan Brooks and your Steph Curry, you know waiting for you is Jaron Jackson. You can, Steven uh, Adams is, is angling over as well. That was about as difficult as it's going to get for the Golden State Warriors. So, yeah, but see, a lot of those turnovers – had a lot to do with Memphis. However, <laughs> we will get to the Golden State Warriors because you got to clean that stuff up. Let's just get the Mimo hanging out in San Leandro. What's up, Mimo? Hey, fellas. What's up, fellas? Hey, listen. I I've been listening to the station all morning. I just gotta I, I gotta say, are you guys auditioning to go work in Memphis? Are you guys are you guys not able to afford a house in the Bay Area? I hear they're cheap over there. <laughs> the rebounding, you're trashing the passing. Kaminga sucks. We won. <laughs> we beat them four times. We took them twice with uh, Moran on. We took them twice without Moran on. We out-rebounded a taller team. They took out the guy who has the most energy, Gary Payton. They destroyed his elbow because he was out-rebounding. He was stealing the ball. He was making great passes, even scoring. That team sucks, man. Let's talk about our Warriors. Golden Love Nation. Hell yeah, Mimo. Let's go get him. Get him going, Mimo. <laughs> that Shamari blocking that negativity, man. What's going on around here? Uh, let's get back, though, because we, we, we started out Kavon Looney Appreciation Day. And we also started out with the idea that Steph Curry and Draymond Green went to Mike Brown and said, hey, get Looney in the lineup. He can make things happen. And Mike Brown spoke on it, and so did Draymond Green. But right now, let's get to Mike Brown, 88 Alpha Sierra. It was debated a little bit. The reality of it was, it was Draymond's call, Draymond and Steph's. 
And it's our job to give our players confidence. They looked us all in the eye and said, that's where we're going to get our confidence. They've done it before. Draymond has carried this organization for years with his hard hat. You know, obviously Steph and Clay with their shooting, but what Draymond does, it's unbelievable. And Steve is going to roll with Draymond no matter what, the, what he says and what the outcome is. Well, good thing that they didn't listen to him when those guys wanted Avery Bradley instead of GP2. <laughs> <laughs> or, wait, or, or when they wanted Bradley Beal for the draft picks and uh, and uh, Andrew Wiggins. But, hey. No, hey. I'm having well, – One time they were right. No, hey. It's a good – yeah, great call. But, no, but they said start Looney, and what did Looney do? 22 rebounds. He had 11 22. rebounds in the first quarter in nine minutes. Yeah. But wait, 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 here goes the best part. The Memphis Grizzlies, the entire Memphis Grizzlies roster had 44. <laughs> he, he, got, he got half as many rebounds as the whole Grizzlies roster. And they got Jaron Jackson. They got they – got, Well, he didn't have as many as their entire roster. No, no, he, he, had, he had half as many. Oh, I'm sorry. Their whole team had 44. Yeah. He had 22 by himself, right? But again, you're talking about Jaron Jackson. You're talking about the big, the big Kiwi there. You're talking about um, Dylan Brooks, who's a good six seven. Desmond Bain, a good six seven. Clark. Uh, they got a lot of dudes that are big, that are are athletic. And Kavon Looney is none of those things. Brian, I'm not dissing you, dude. I'm just giving him credit here. Okay, look, Kavon Looney is not big. He's not athletic, but he just. He's got a he's got a way. He's got he, he, some dudes just have a way of knowing where the ball's gonna go. Dennis Robin. Yeah. What it, it's an, some dudes just it's have a way of, of the tenacity, like you're saying. And like Kevon Looney has no right to be as good as he is at rebounding. He just does not. He doesn't have the, the the explosion. He doesn't have the size. But he's got that 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 thing internal thing that magical thing that just lets him stand up to the likes of Stephen Adam. Jaron Jackson Jr. and and do what he did last night is spectacular. You know what it is? It's called want to. You give me any good defensive player, NFL, NBA, and they just want it more. It's yeah, all I, about want to. That, Let's that, get to some phone calls. Go oh, ahead. Yeah. Sorry, what do you, well, you That makes me think of this uh, uh, poster that a teacher had in one some classroom when I was in like the eighth grade that said your your IQ is less important than your I will. Ooh. Let that deep. marinate, people. That's deep. Shamari just coming strong. Something for all of us to think about. All right. I'm done. That woman has no idea what she's talking about. No. Oscar's hanging out in Stockton. Let's get out to Stockton, the home of UOP. What's going on there? My man, oh, man Oscar, that, welcome. I ain't nothing much, man. Enjoying this weather, man, and the, the Warrior win. Back to the Western Conference Championship. But, yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to all the fans that stayed down. Myself like this, we can't deviate from who we are. That's why I was like, Louie has to go back in the game. Make other teams adjust to us because we got to understand we have quality. We are, we are the Warriors, man. That's why I tell everybody, what have every, anybody else done? Memphis haven't won anything. Phoenix haven't won anything. Dallas ain't won nothing to Levinsky. Man, we, I, I'm not scared <laughs> of nothing. Like I said, tell everybody, the Warriors are going to win the chip. It, it ain't going to be easy. It's nothing supposed to be easy. That's why I tell everybody, Memphis Grizzlies, that gave the Warriors what they need. Them young bucks, they're going to, like you say, a lot of the turnovers we have, 
wasn't forced, but a lot of them was rushed because they were trying to speed it up. Them young legs was hitting the gaps. And I, I, I'm going to tell you right there, that test we just had is going to let us prevail over any team. I know Boston and Milwaukee got young hogs too, but guess what? The Warriors will prevail with our shooting. Believe in Steph, Dre, Clay, and Looney, and the whole rest of the team, man. I'm going on that. Good job, yeah. Oscar. Couldn't agree with you more. And I do think Memphis is going to be the most difficult, most athletic team that they're going to face as far as defense and, and grizzle and grit well, and attitude. I do want to talk about Kavon for a second as we continue to extol his virtues. That it, it's Kavon Looney Appreciation Day. Every day is Kavon Looney Appreciation Day. Here's the <laughs> thing about Kavon Looney. Is that how many times does this guy get... Don't you say it's it, It's not a matter of disrespect, <laughs> but this is about a guy that sometimes he gets pulled in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. This is sometimes this is about a guy that doesn't start... Do you ever hear anything out of this guy throughout the entire year? You talk about the right attitude. You talk, and we've had fun at his expense, right? And I mean, I'm mo- the, we're mo- not mo- alone. Mostly me, but yeah, you, you know, yeah. No, no, I'm taking shots <laughs> at him, man. Him and his two broken left legs at times. No, <laughs> two I'm, left feet. But he is the guy never complains. I've never heard him be and moan about playing minutes. And there are times where he could have said, I've, I've played – the most consistent minutes throughout the entire season, and now suddenly you're forgetting about me against Memphis, a team that's beating you up inside? No, that decision had to be made by his teammates. Come on, Looney didn't go knocking on anybody's door. He just like, I'm here if you need me. You know what? And if you do need me, I'll ball the hell out of it because that's the way I go. But uh, that that is exemplary. Somebody, because you know he's not going to shine a lot on himself. I think it's important that somebody recognizes not only what he did, but this dude's attitude throughout the entire tenure as a Golden State Warrior. You know what the, the beauty, the most beautiful thing about Kevon Looney, and I think this encapsulates who he is, is that while Draymond Green was like, I want to be defensive player of the year, and and Jordan Poole, he wanted to be the uh, the most improved, and Steph Curry wanted to, you know, Clay Thompson, I'm sure he wanted to be comeback, comeback player of the year. What was Kevon Looney's goal this season? I want to play every game in in a, in an era where nobody plays every game. Well, he also wants to get paid. Well, but he didn't need to play every game to get paid. Oh, he, oh, he, oh no, don't get it twisted. Yeah, he, he's got a payday coming. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like he's like, hey, come on, Lord. Yeah, that that was my goal to play every game, to be a real one, to be a real one, to throw it back to the days of Jordan and Bird and Magic when there was no uh, there was no uh, load management, there were no resting. Like now, everybody does it, and in the era where everybody takes you know a back to back off for a night game after a day game off. Um, Kevon Looney's like, yeah, no, I'm going to play every time the Warriors step on the court. And, and that, that, like you talk about a real one, man, that, that's, those are real one goals. That's the kind of goal you have if you are a real one. Man, Kevon Looney is a real one, Dan, he is. San Francisco, the location, and the name is Joe. Joe, how are you on this beautiful afternoon following a Golden State Warrior win as they advance to the Western Conference Finals for the sixth time in the last eight years? What's up, Joe? Hello, gentlemen. I'm doing well. I'm prepping. I'm battening down the hatches for Beta Breakers tomorrow. It's about a walk and a half away across the park for me. So uh, every the Alamo Square Park is all fenced in. The fences are going up, so I'm ready to go. So I'm glad the Warriors weren't playing tomorrow or Monday. So I want to talk about... Uh, Joe, are you ready to run uh, in that thing? Or are you ready just to hunker down and, and stay away from the madness? 
I will answer that question. I will tell you by answering this next by saying this next thing. I'm young enough to rem- I'm old enough to remember seeing Larry Larry Smith play. So no, I'm not bringing <laughs> Beta Breakers tomorrow, Mr. Mean. But for all you young all you younglings out there, this is the type of uh, game that Larry Smith. He was like six eight, six seven, six nine, and he would go in amongst three trees. Back when there were trees, back when there were Samson and Olajuwon and you know, uh, Jack Sigma and all these gigantic guys. And he would routinely clear 15 rebounds. He just, he, it was a talent and he had to do that. And so that's what, uh, if you saw Looney last night and you ever hear about this old, this legendary warriors, uh, Larry Smith, that's what he did. And, but the thing I want to say, uh, is I'm really concerned that Brown is going to snag Looney and uh, GP2 and maybe even Otto Porter because SAC has tons of, of, of cap space. But we can worry about that, you know, uh, next year or offseason. I hope Lakeup opens up and signs, resigns this guy. But I'm going to tell you the reason why we want to play the Dallas Mavericks. <clears throat> the reason we want to play the Dallas Mavericks is not only do we get to see Chris Paul whine because he lost if he loses, but we lost two 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 important uh, championships to uh, the Dodgers to L.A. We lost uh, the, the NFC Championship. We lost in the playoffs, but we smacked Dallas in in, the, in uh, football, and this is our chance to smack Dallas again by beating them in the uh, Western Conference Championship. And we also get to see Mark Cuban clown around. So this is what we want. We want Dallas. We want to see Dallas go down. And this is going to be wonderful. And have a wonderful day, guys. Yeah, and your dog wants to see Dallas go down as well. All right. <laughs> when we continue here, what the text line, Shamari, they insinuated the crowd was weak. They called him wine and cheese out of Chase. I do want to talk about, is it a home court advantage? Chase getting its first opportunity for games of this magnitude. Let's talk about what's going on at Chase. Well, and Steph Curry weighed in on that. All so right. we'll, we'll, we'll find out what Steph Curry had to say about that. We get on the other side. That's all next here on 95.7 The Game. Selling a little or a lot. <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Thompson pulls up, jumper over Bain, knocked down another one. It's game six, Clay. He is three for three beyond the arc. Now back to 95-7, the game. Shamari Block and Dan Avone, the day after the Golden State Warriors advancing to the Western Conference Finals. Yes, they're going back, believe it or not. After a two-year absence, here we go again. And they do it with their core, with the addition of Jordan Poole and some of the others. But I really do think at the end of the day, Shamari, that this was, I think Steph looked at Clay, and they both looked at Draymond and they said, you know, with all the new bells and whistles supposedly we have, the Otto Porter, the depth, this kid, Jordan Poole, it's going to come down to us. If we're going to get there, we got to take it across the finish line. And Clay Thompson had one of those memorable game sixes. Uh, we'll get into Clay. I also do not want to leave out Andrew Wiggins, who was amazing again and their most consistent performer throughout the entire series, maybe throughout the entire playoffs. But I want to talk about the crowd. We teased that at the top going into the break. And Chase, by all accounts, was its loudest. It's been in its early history. That was the biggest game we've seen under that roof as they played that game six. They're only going to get bigger from this point forward. But just sort of your thoughts in terms of that crowd having any sort of influence in the Golden State Warriors and providing that home court advantage. Yeah, you know, when you, it, it's always hard to tell when you're watching on television, right? But it, it, it sounded legit. And, and furthermore, they, at the moments where they were supposed to get up, they got up, right? A big shot happens, uh, a lead changes like the crowd was into it. Uh, when they're getting blown out by 50, then I don't Oracle wasn't going to be popping down. Well, 55. that game was on the road. Well, no, I know. Oh, that wasn't on the road. True. Anyway, but I'm just saying though, in general, in general, when Steph Curry, Clay Thompson and company, when they ignite that crowd at Chase Center, that crowd is lit. <laughs> and that's all there is to it. But you, you got to ignite it. Okay. You, you can't just sit there. And expect for people to just uh, be astounded because you walked out on the court and you're Draymond stinking green. I, I think it's getting there. I think it's getting there. I, I, it's You know, this is going to take a while for it to get its own identity, right? We got to separate the corporate people from the true diehards and the people that are actually making noise out there. It, it's. I also think that they got to find – it's not – listen – Whoop that trick that belongs to Memphis. I'm not. I'm not down with that. I don't want to hey, go PC some, on you guys. It's some, just some that, E40. Yeah. Some E40. I man. get it. And it's hustle and flow. 
We'll see. Uh, yeah. I, so it's got the Memphis theme behind it, right? So yeah, well, but it, also, yeah, three, six mafias of Memphis. You know, yeah. It's just the lyrics. Listen, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to try <laughs> try and drag you into my world, but I just. That, that hippity hoppity music is vulgar. I'm well, damn about it. I got a strong mom. <laughs> I got two influential sisters. I just can't go, you know, bees and hoes. I can't say that. I can't, I can't be down with lyrics like that, but I get it. Whatever. I'm just saying whether it's yeah. that. The Warriors got to just, you know, and again, maybe this will come in time, but they got to get their sort of organic little well, rock well, first, on. First, first, Steph Curry. Instead I mean, of sorry. Steph is MVP, MVP or refs you suck. I mean, that's all I hear out of them. That's pretty homogenous for every stadium. Wait, wait, wait. No. First things first. E-40 is sitting there right behind the bench. Like like right when uh, Steph <laughs> Curry put that dagger in there. I'm sitting there. They show John Kaminga. Jonathan Kaminga. There goes E-40 sitting there. You know, so so maybe they need some uh, dusted and disgusted Maybe they need some uh, sprinkle me. I don't know. But you hear a lot of 40 in the stadium. You hear the loonies. The one thing I love when they're at home, especially in the playoffs, is that you hear Bay Area music being played in some mostly Bay Area hip hop, right? Like they, they don't get it no Sly in the Family Stone, no Tower of Power, nothing like that. But they, they keep it they keep it lit with Bay Area hip hop and, and the, the titans of Bay Area hip hop. So, you know, it it, it, it it ain't no whoop that trick. But here's the thing is Memphis has like one rap group. We we, we have like several. So, you know, it's it's a, it, they mix it up. They mix it up. By the way, Xfinity Mobile text line, the 510 said Chase was great yesterday. They brought it from the beginning. They got the hit from game four. And Steph Curry agrees with the 5-0, and this is what he had to yeah, say. Yeah, we'll get to Steph in just a second because oh, okay, Steph had some, some positive things to say about – the crowd and the crowd noise, because I think that when you're thinking about what happened at FedEx and FedEx Forum, there was a distinct home court advantage for them. And and again, this is still this arena is what three years old. I mean, we're still trying to find the way. Th- th- this, but is the, this is the first season that people have been in the crowds. Yeah, exactly. The but let's two. get back to Steph and his thoughts on the on the crowd last night at Chase. I think Clay's three with maybe a minute and a half, something like two minutes. Like, that was the loudest I think I've ever heard it. I didn't even go crazy. I just kind of took a second to just look up and kind of embrace it and enjoy the experience. So it was it was really dope. And for us to have an opportunity to keep playing, hopefully it continues to get better. All right. Let's continue with the phone calls and stay on this theme. Jack's hanging out on the East Bay, and Jack wants to talk about Last night's crowd and the crowd noise or the lag thereof. What's up, Jack? Welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, yeah, I was fortunate enough to be at the game Monday and last night, and I can tell you from being at both games, there was a palpable difference in the crowd energy uh, on Friday night. Uh, Monday, I don't know if it was just because it was a Monday. You know, it's just it's not. It wasn't the same, and obviously, the outcome of the game controlled that crowd level. But I'll tell you, last night it was hopping and. From the second the countdown started to begin the game, there was a vibration and the energy in the stadium. And uh, to your point about the music, they were taking polls on what's your favorite Bay Area Friday night rap song. And they had E-40 on the, the big screen rapping to his music. And it was it was lit. And it was a really fun environment and night and day from Monday. So I, I'd say Chase is definitely getting that identity. And it was probably the, the funnest time I've ever had at a sporting event last night. So I uh, just wanted to give my two cents on that. Good job, Jack. And I think you, you got it. Jack's right. This is just okay. This is the first time we've had an actual crowd, a Bay Area crowd, you know, patrons sitting in there and cheering on the Warriors, and they've never done it in the postseason. So this is, you know, this is amorphous. We we don't 
they're still beginning to define who who they are, what their character is going to be, what that go-to song is going to be. He's got to let this play out. But I think to his point, that with every passing game, every every quarter that goes by, the louder that place is getting, and the crescendo is only going to continue to build as the Western Conference Finals are straight ahead. Let's get out to Charlie's hanging out in San Francisco. Charlie, what's going on, my man? And welcome to 95.7 The Game on a Saturday. Hey, thanks a lot. Um, yeah, I'm a 25-year season ticket holder. I made the move from Oakland to San Francisco. And, you know, I, I don't think Chase is ever going to come anywhere close to what they had going in Oakland there. And, it, you know, the crowd sort of wasn't the same in Oakland the last six or five or six years after uh, the Warriors got good and Lakeup took over. Um, you know, my season tickets – uh, quadrupled in price over the last six years, <laughs> and you know, whereas in the early part of the in the early going, I would go to every game. I couldn't afford to anymore, so I had to sell half the games, and and I'd go to Oracle and um, and you know the the regulars, um, half of them in the early years, we believe years, it was the same crowd every time, but not anymore. But not anymore. They had to start selling their tickets to like you know the the rich corporate folks. Um, and the the crowd in Oakland, um, you know, really sort of, it wasn't the same vibe in the later years over there, the successful years. And then when they moved to San Francisco, you know, the PSLs, they sold out all of the diehard real fans. Um, you know, I, I barely was able to get season tickets. I had to take a partner and I had to move upstairs from downstairs to be able to afford it. And they sold it out to corporations and the, the real um, diehard Warrior fans who were there through thick and thin, who were the loud ones, who are what made we believe special and unique and one of a kind. Um, you know, they're not there anymore. It's just these, uh, you know, one percenters and corporate folks. And the team knew that. I mean, you know, we, many of us Oakland season ticket holders, were writing to our ticket reps and saying, "Hey, give us a break. Don't don't sell us out on PSLs." You know, give us credit for, you know, every year we've been an Oakland season ticket holder. Give us 5% off the PSL so a 20-year season ticket holder doesn't have to pay one. But, nope, they, they went for the money grab. Just um, And, you know, like I was there the third game, the, the, the third game of the first season in Chase, the first weekend game. It was a Friday night. And you looked around, and um, brand-new arena. We had come off the, the NBA finals the year before. And it was about two-thirds full for the whole game. Um, you know, it's just they, they sold out the fans. And so the vibe at Chase, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. They have to pump in all this noise now because there are just these awkward silences, um, you know, during this whole season and the first season before the COVID hit. And so it'll just be these complete silences. And now you'll hear they just crank music and noise. Thanks so much, Charlie. Good job, man. He is, I think he speaks for a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. And it's not only here in the Bay Area, but around the NBA that have just simply gotten, he has the the operative phrase, and that is priced out. Listen, when you're going to spend $1.4 billion on a new stadium, and Joe Lacob's got to flip that tab, you're going to pay through the nose. Right. That's just they went to San Francisco. It's a real estate deal, just like anything else. And the bottom line is about getting your money back. And it's about a revenue model. And so, yes, they appeal to corporate America. 
They go to the techies, those one percenters, as you referred to. We know how fertile Silicon Valley and the entire Bay Area is. It's the most expensive place to live in the United States. Yes, it's eclipsed that of New York City. And you're... All they've done long is, time ago, by the way. They've taken full advantage of that, and it's unfortunate that the guys like that of Charlie, who really are the ones, I mean, these are the guys that, that have lived and died with this basketball team going back in the day, and they simply just can't afford it. Instead, you know, you see some snot-nosed kid who does or doesn't want to be there sitting in the front row and a lot of corporate people that may get up and leave in the third quarter because they don't really give a damn one way or the other. That's not to hammer on these people. That's just sort of the nature of this beast as we go forward. You know, and the one thing that Charlie said that I feel gets lost is it, it didn't start with Chase Sitter. Once Steph, Clay, and Dre came on the scene, once KD was in the building, once this team was a perennial championship contender, you, you, you couldn't afford playoff tickets then. You couldn't afford playoff tickets at Oracle in 2017. Not, not normal people, not the average person. You could not afford that. I remember my parents, they had a friend that had a – he had season tickets, and during the regular season, it'd be like, oh, well, you know, a buck fifty a seat. This is like seven rows up behind one of the backboards, okay? So, you know, it's, it's not middle-mid-court, but you're only seven rows up from the court. So, so they're pretty good seats, right? And during the regular season, he'd be like, oh, give us a buck fifty. You can have both seats. 300 bucks. You're sitting there, you know, courtside, essentially. Um, when the playoffs hit, when we hit the KD area, 2016, 2017 in particular, like he couldn't sell us those seats for that. And not because he didn't want to, but people were like, $3,000. And I don't care how close friends we are. Uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not giving you something for 150 bucks that I can get 3000 for. Right. So so it, that, that's just how the game went. It, it's been that way. For a while, and that's the thing that I think people get lost on, is that the 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 big ball and crowd didn't just show up at Chase Center two years ago. It's been that way since they've been a big deal. Telmo's in San Francisco, and he disagrees with our last caller. Telmo, what do you got, man? Welcome to the show on this Saturday. What's up, fellas? How you doing? Doing well. Uh, you know, I, I I don't complete I don't completely disagree because I, I understand. Um, his beef with the situation, and uh, we all in the Bay Area and other major cities across the country, we know what the situation is with gentrification. But I think the Warriors is, is more a product of their success. And anytime um, there's more demand, the prices go up. And just quite frankly, if you look around, just regardless if it's a winning franchise or, or anything at your grocery store, the prices today are, are – way different than what they were you know 10 years ago or eight years ago so you know i think but to say it's strictly a corporate wine and cheese crowd that's not true you go to the warriors games you see families out there you see people and and maybe it's people that have been warriors fans for decades that didn't get a chance to go as often when they were in oakland because it was far away but you have people from south san francisco and and, and from uh you know, neighborhoods in the city like the Excelsior and the Sunset, real real people that have been here in the city for a long time, and people from Coma and, and uh, Daly City, families out there. You know, I think it's just it's a different environment. And, yeah, the price of tickets went up because the success went up. I guarantee you if the Warriors were the Kings and finishing, you know, in last place in the, the division for the next five, six years, the, the people would be able to get back in there easy. It's just a demand thing. It's like when the Giants were at Candlestick 
you could get in there for, for nothing. And then when they moved to the new stadium and they had, you know, Barry Bonds, and then after Barry Bonds, they had, you know, the three championships uh, in five years, that prices went up too. And now, once again, it's easier to get in. It's just, that's, it's, it's cyclical. It's the nature of the beast. It's not, it's not specific to saying, oh, this is just all corporate because you moved location. It's just, it's a demand thing, you know, and the Warriors are hot. It's a hot commodity. It's going to go for more. Tell me, the only reason I'd push back on that is when you're comparing it to football or baseball, as you did with Candlestick and their new stadiums, you're talking about places that seat upwards to 40,000, 45,000. When you get into the intimate 10 to 12 to 15,000 people, you're spending a lot. You can go to a Giants game and you can get decent seats, but you're not spending $2,500. And or three grand if you want to come anywhere near the lower bowl sometimes for games like this. So sometimes it can be apples and oranges. But tell me, you sound like you're a city guy. Do you mind if I ask, did you grow up in the city and where'd you go to high school? No, I, I'm actually not. I've been here. Uh, I grew up, I was born in the East Bay and then uh, I, I, I grew up overseas for a little bit and then in the South Bay. And then I've been here since 2008. Um, but I just, you know, know a lot of people that have been here for a long time and grew up here and families and all right, Tomo. an opportunity to go. To- Appreciate the call, buddy. Thanks so much. We just got to get the line is jumping today, Shamari. But- oh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. By, by the way, a couple of things on the on the Xfinity Mobile text line. Uh, the 707, dislike fans who say Oakland. They weren't the Oakland Warriors. They're the Golden State Warriors. They could play in Fresno, and it's still GSW. I don't know. Yes, 707, I agree with you. I agree with you. But also, they they were in the 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 they were in the uh, uh, Oakland Arena, man, aka Oracle, aka Oracle, for about forty years, okay. And and that was it wasn't Oakland's team, but in the lean years, in the Bimbo Coles years, okay, it was eighty percent Oakland in there. The one more thing I want to get to though, because we got a text message from our guy in the five one zero Zucci Maine. Uh, got a lot man. of calls, my man. Okay, man, at this at this. At this rate with inflation, it's going to be expensive to eat nachos and watch at home. Now, I just want to tell my, ask my man Zucci, man. So, I was listening to the morning roast on Friday. They were giving away tickets. By the way, as so long as the Warriors are in the playoffs, you listen to the morning roast and the shows Monday through Friday, they're usually giving away tickets. So, make sure you tune in Monday through Friday to, to get your shot to win Warriors tickets. Uh, but I heard Sam Lubbin say the winner of the tickets on, on, on the morning on, on Friday was a Chris Zucci. Now, Zucci, man, you listen to your text. Can you confirm, call in or text, and confirm that it was you that won the tickets? And also tell us what Roracle, I'm sorry, what Chase Center was like last night. Let's get to the calls. All right. Let's, uh, when my man, my producer, Bryce, is working his tail off back <laughs> behind <laughs> the glass. Today. Solo bolo, man. Yeah, He's killing he, it. He is, he is working it hard. We'll get to your calls coming up in just a bit. A lot of people chiming in on the crowd. They want to talk about what went down at Chase. Like to hear those of you, you select few that happen to be amongst the crowd, amongst the fortunate that witnessed the Golden State Warriors getting back to the Western Conference Finals for the sixth time in the last eight years. We're going to open things up if we get an opportunity. Man, Briar, are you good? We'll uh, we'll start things with with Jill, who's hanging out in in. Oh, <laughs> he's. He is working hard back there. But Jill, hang in there. Steve, my man, stay there. That guy's hanging out as well as we're, we're backing guy? up here. But oh, yeah. This is, you know, it, it's, it's significant because I think there's a lot of pride that what happened to Oakland and a lot of people feel not disrespected but sort of forgotten simply because they either stopped going across the bay 
and watching the Golden State Warriors in person, whether they just didn't want to make that trek and or, like one of the previous callers said, that they got priced out of the market. I think that, that sentiment is strong throughout. But I also think that the people that do show up, let's not disrespect them and say you're all corporate America and you guys are in that yeah. one percentile for those that were out there screaming their butt off as well. All right, back to Jill in Oakland. Jill, get us going. Did you go to the game last night? And if not, what do you think? And talk to me. How are you? I didn't go. I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Well, thanks. I'm, I um, I wasn't at the game last night, but I went to I don't even know how many games when we were over in Oracle, and I've been to several games at Chase. I think what's going on last night, what happens a lot of the times in the playoffs with a lot of other teams, is you've got fair-weather friends going to the games now, right? So they're not the people that are going all, all season long, whether we're winning or losing. They're the ones that are going because we're a winning team. They get to the Chase Center, and they don't necessarily know the protocol of fandom. What was different in Oakland, in my memory over the past 15 years, it didn't matter if we were winning or losing. The stadium was loud. The stadium was supportive. The stadium knew what to do. And whether we were losing by 15 or winning by 30, we had the same volume and the same support of the team. Last night, I saw at least twice Warriors players trying to pump up the crowd because the crowd was so quiet and was just sitting there. Even though it was neck and neck and neck and neck, one point, one point, I couldn't believe how quiet the crowd was. But I think it's just because they're fair-weather friends and they're not actually Warrior fans. Good call, Jill. I see that as well. I don't know what it means because I wasn't out there, but I do see the – I've seen Stefan players trying to rally up a crowd more often than I have throughout their entire run out at Oracle. Let's knock some of these off. Steve's hanging out in Mountain View. Talk to me, Steve. Welcome to 95.7 The Game. Yeah, I was at the game on Friday and Monday. You know, first off, as a Giants season ticket holder, I will say that Fridays are craziest, and I think in general people are amped up, so that's part of it too. And on Monday, I think people were a little shell-shocked. So that's part of it. Uh, having my last three years in Oracle, the season ticket holder now in Chase, of course there's a difference, and there will always be a difference because, you, like you said, they're building a new fan base to some extent. Uh, it's, a different, it's a different vibe. But the people that sit in my area, they are definitely Warriors fans. They are into it. They've been into it for years. They didn't just start last week. Good job, man. Is that Vanna in San Jose that's hanging out? Vanna, how are you? And welcome to the show. Yep, that's Thank you. Yeah, I was at the game last night. Um, I'm actually a season ticket holder, and we renewed from Oracle to Chase Center. I I mean, like, sometimes I get offended that people say we're not real fans out there. Like, honestly, I'm paying a pretty penny to be a season ticket holder. And it's not because I make money off of selling my tickets. It's because I love the Warriors. You know, me and my business partner, we do it because we love the Warriors. And, like, literally, dude, last night, I lost my voice. Like, we were screaming like banshee. And my section, we're section 129, we were rocking. And I felt like Chase for that, for that last game was we had that energy and that vibe. But I do want to say there are elements that are missing. And I think, and you guys can help me correct this, but isn't Chase smaller than Oracle, like seating-wise? It's not exactly smaller. It, it has less seats, though. Well, yeah, that's smaller. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Let's go with that. Because Chase, yeah, Chase has that double decker of the suite. So you do lose some of the, you know, the excitement, like, in the suite. So, but, I mean, I, I don't think there's a lot. There's not every. Thanks so much, Vanna. That guy's hanging out in Oakland. Good job, Vanna. That guy, what do you got, hey, hey. man? 
Hey, what is up, fellas? We got, it feels like old days. We got the Hawaiian block party. Shamari's in the house with the phone. <laughs> hey, I'm going to hit you with a quick verse, but then I want to talk about tickets and the game. So here's one that always gets the, uh, the, uh, the crowd jumping. I go on and on. I can't believe that I rap so long. I must have superpowers. <laughs> rap for 225,000 hours. Get a Get, calculator. Do the math. You know what that one is, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Blow, blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. <laughs> listen, yeah. Listen, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a season ticket holder, Devona. I talked to you about it before. It's what it is. I've been a season ticket holder since it was a great time out. You remember how long ago that was, right? <laughs> the Warriors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Time out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, it, this is the cheesiest shit. Right. So it's all new. You know, every place has a different identity. We got to give it a chance. The Oracle was something special. Just like, you know, I'm a Steeler fan, too. So Three Rivers and Heinz Field's a lot different. But, you know, you, you got to give it a chance. It's a different feel. And here's the thing, too. Like, you know, if you would have said to any Warrior fan, whether you just put on a jersey yesterday or you've been wearing one since the 80s or 70s, that we are eight games away from another title. Who wouldn't have took it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. Who would not have taken that at the start of the season? So everyone nitpicking Oracle and Chase, come on, man. We're all family. We're all Dub Nation's family. Hashtag Houdini, one love. Let, let's treat each other with respect. Let's root for our team because no one thought we would get this far. And I want to say uh, congratulations to the Warriors management, the players, because they heard all the smoke. You know, they could have folded. But these guys came up, and Loon, that guy's a beast, man. You, gotta, you can't say enough about him. He showed up big, and he, he hit him hard. And he was sat on the bench, and he did his role. He came off, and he came off strong. Give it up to the veterans for getting them in there. And as far as the ticket prices, I mean, no one's getting rich. I've been a ticket a season ticket holder for a lot of years. Like, I'll, I'll go to a game, and then I'll sell the next one to pay for my last game. So, you know, we're just trying to make it. And the only ones getting rich off of it, I got to say, are the Warriors. But, you know, they've put a team together for us to cheer for. And like, we, like I said, we're – all right, that guy, thanks so much, like always. We got to get to the break. Jerry, Paul, the rest of you, hang on. We've got to get to a break. When we come back, we'll hit you with your calls. We want to hear what you think about the crowd and what happened out at Chase last night as the Warriors are going to the Western Conference Finals. And as that guy said, man, that's the bottom line in all of this. We're back on 95.7 The Game after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 